Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about the point of contact. The point of contact is something physical that we do, that we touch, that we say, that we can release our faith into, to help us release our faith when we need a breakthrough, when we need healing, when we need resources, whatever it may be, helps us to release our faith to get all those good things that God put within us flowing out into the world, to release that power that he put within us, that grace that he put within us, to flow out into the world. And this is something I was just thinking about the other day. We're just thinking about the point of contact the other day, something God had taught me a few years ago. It's in my book, The Eighth Day. And one of the ways I began to learn about the point of contact is there's a very short, it's like a little short booklet that was written by Oral Roberts several years ago, a long time ago, called The Point of Contact, or How to Find Your Point of Contact with God. And that short little book has got a lot in there. And just the other day, my kids were playing, and they were had a bunch of books out off of the bookshelf. And this little short book by Oral Roberts was just laying on the floor, and I was walking past it. And I was just reminded, I'd already, I'd already been thinking about the point of contact that day, and I just happened to see that book on the floor. But the point of contact is such a powerful, powerful principle. And the most important point of contact that I've ever found in our life is communion. Daily communion. Communion gives us something physical that we can release our faith into. And when we do that physical thing, it also creates a memory in our body. To where we can go back and say, you know what, at that point of contact, that moment in time where I released my faith through communion or through whatever it was that the point of contact was. That's when I believe things turn. That's when I believed I received, whatever it may be. It's a very, very powerful concept. So we're going to be taking communion over this today. Just helping us to understand this point of contact and help us to implement this principle consistently in our lives. To be walking in this from this point on in our lives. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but then I got into some tough times. I've got some months where my business is losing thousands of dollars in a month, and I've got the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life is very unbalanced. I'm working too much. I'm seeking after the wrong things. And I remember getting to this place and going for a walk with my wife around the neighborhood, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And it wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching, because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with the best health and fitness experts. I'd read something like a book a week for like 10 to 15 years, reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, and not just health and fitness, other areas of life as well, like business, leadership, finance, relationships but I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And then one day I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I had been doing this for a little while. And then one day Proverbs 13, 22 just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom and understanding, those are the principal things. 
So I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the Bible and the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this whole new way of living. We make him the source. We make him the center of everything. Now, it wasn't always easy all the time. I mean, I had to unlearn some of my old ways. I had to learn to operate my life in a whole new way. To put off my old ways and to embrace this new way of living, relying and trusting on him. And at times I found myself in some impossible looking situations. Only to see him just come through over and over again. As it built my faith and my trust in him. And over the course of about 10 years, I just began to document what he was taking me through. Just began to record my journey. And it turned into the series of books and courses. And now we have partners in a program we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe God has shown me the most important thing is daily communion. And one of the reasons why it's so important is because communion creates this point of contact. It creates this turning point. A point of contact can create a turning point in our life that changes the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something very powerful about putting something physical that we do with our believing. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time you take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. Which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all these benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus, all that he suffered for us. But I think it's also important to remember what his sacrifice means for us, about how he connects us back to God, gives us this covenant relationship with God, this personal relationship with him. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture, coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick, and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong. And give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical workout tips and advice. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. Physical exercise can be another way we create a point of contact, a turning point in our life. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us, 
and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us, and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of the prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. Bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some energy and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. There was a process. They didn't just go into it in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's steps and stages. There's a process. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then just simply believing in him, having that childlike faith and belief in him, being willing to move forward with his plan. And then I believe it takes making him Lord, where he's the boss. We follow after his plan. He's in charge. And then we got to learn to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. Where we do things God's way, we make him the source. We learn to rest and we learn to trust in him, to walk in faith, to walk in love. And to allow his grace just to work in us, to beautify our lives. As we just follow him and his perfect plan unfolds in his perfect timing. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven, you got to humble yourself like this little child. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal. 
because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. In Christ, God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, fellowship with God, fellowship with people, health and energy, purpose and grace, time, finances, resources. It's all available to be received in Christ. But then we've got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our lives. And actually what we're talking about today, creating a point of contact is one of the best ways I've learned how to get this, all these good things flowing out into the world through us. Because all these things are, are on the inside of us. We've got to learn how to get them out through us. And a point of contact can also can often create this bridge of trust that allows all these good things to flow out through us. So our first step is to get positioned. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. Where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket full of the issues and problems and testings that we face. The other basket full of our praises to God and tipping that balance where we fill up that basket of praise. Praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our life. And so the question becomes to magnify the light. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, with our attention, our focus, with our words, with our meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up? To magnify the light, we can praise God, praise him for his word, and his faithfulness, his unfailing love. Praise him for all the good things he's done for us in Christ. All that he's done personally in our lives. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Rather, it's in the face of those issues and problems. We're going to magnify that light. We're going to fill up that basket of praise. We're going to stay focused on him because we rest and we trust that he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. Now, he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that basket of the issues and problems, venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure it all out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves retaliating at people or withholding good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment, isolate ourselves. There's a lack of fellowship with God and people. We feel like maybe God's not with us and for us for whatever reason. He's mad at us, but that's not the case. On the inside, you feel this heaviness and weight and pressure, like it's all sitting on you. Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst-case scenarios. Might be having flashbacks from the past, reliving things that were not good. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a pattern or a way of thinking. And we get stuck in these vicious cycles. 
But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now everything is free and easy and effortless because all those good things that he put in Christ just begin to flow through us. And now we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around again. I think it starts with getting more present, getting aware of our positioning. Presence can help us to turn the, turn the tables around. And then I think we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness with other people. If we need to reconcile a relationship, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough. To help me handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And then our third fundamental, we're going to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us. But we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start with some filters at the top of my journal. These filters are short reminders to keep things top of mind, God's vision, his plan, his way of doing things. And these filters help me make decisions on a daily basis. And I like to use four layers of filters. My top layer is the big picture vision I feel like God has given me. And so the filter I write every night right now, 20,000 abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Do I have any idea how to do that? No, but I feel like that's the vision God's given me, and I'm moving toward it. Then underneath that, I, I give the, the message that I feel like God gave me for this year that we're in right now, 2022, which was the year of the beautiful land. I keep writing that every night before bed. And then I use a monthly filter underneath that, a monthly filter, which is usually comes from our monthly message in the Abundant Life Blueprint, which this month, it was confidence through praise. Just praising God consistently gets us to this place of confident faith. And then underneath that, I use a weekly filter from our weekly yearly cycle updates as a reminder of where we are in the year right now, what season we're in. And right now, that filter is stay synced up with God, stay synchronized with him. As I use these filters to help me keep in rhythm with God, God's got a rhythm. One of the greatest ways to grow in our knowledge of God is just staying in rhythm with him. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. Well, our bodies are that temple now. And this installing this rhythm into our life can be one of the greatest things we do to stay tuned into him. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify what went well today. What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. And I was getting out ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And so I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? 
And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1. The very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So I began to start my days this way. Those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing makes such a difference in the day. And then we get connected with him. We start praising and magnifying him. And we start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to make things happen in our life that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's talk about a point of contact today. Point of contact is something physical that we do, that we release our faith into. Some examples. Communion. The greatest point of contact I've ever found. Taking communion regularly. Something we can release our faith into. It's like an activation. But some other points of contact. For example, I learned about this in the area of finances. I had a time when my business was struggling and I'm, I'm piling up debt. And one of the reasons I was piling up debt was because I was using a credit card to pay for things because I was fearful of running out of money. So I was just piling up more debt. And I began to use a debit card and I turned every transaction with the debit card into a point of contact. Or I said, God, I'm paying for this right now. I'm going to get more present and trust that the money's there right now and that you're going to take care of it in the future. And so I turned every transaction with the debit card into a point of trust. I'm releasing my faith that God's, I've got the money in the bank. I'm not paying for things that I don't have the money for. I'm paying for it right now, but I was always fearful of running out in the future because I didn't know what my cash flow was going to be like. And so I turned that debit card into a point of trust and my finances began to turn in that area. You see in the, in the New Testament, the book of Acts, they're using handkerchiefs. They're healing people with handkerchiefs. They're releasing their faith into them. Physical things that we can release our faith into. And when we do these points of contact, it creates a memory. For example, when I pay with my debit card, I turn it into a memorable experience. It becomes this bridge of trust. It creates a turning point that allows all those good things that God put within us to flow out of us. I've also done this with prayer, where I've physically written out prayers, signed them, taking communion over them, and those prayers became a point of contact. It created a memory where I could go back to that prayer and look at it and say, you know what, on this day, I prayed this. When it looks like it's not happening, you know what, I prayed this. I've got a marker in time. There's something very, very powerful about this principle. So, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. If we've never done points of contact or never heard of them before, that you would teach us about this point of contact, the importance of it, and how to function in it the way that you designed. If we already know about it, we're asking that you would take our learning and understanding and knowledge of how to apply this to the next level. And I've learned just everything we do in life. Everything we do, every word we speak, everything we do, everything we touch can be turned into a point of contact. It's either done in faith and love or it's done in fear. 
As we function, everything we do turns into a point of contact where we're releasing God's power out into the world. Everything we do in faith and love and trust in him turns into a point of contact. It becomes a beautiful thing. Our life can be a point of contact. So Heavenly Father, we're just asking for your help with this today. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed. Let's practice this right now. How do you create a point of contact? We're going to get more present. The bread that we're taking right now is often referred to as the bread of the presence in the Bible. We're going to get more present. We're going to let go of things in the past, stop worrying about things in the future. We're going to get more present with him right now. One of the keys to creating a point of contact, get more present. For example, when I was worried with the credit card and debit card, my worry and fear was in the future and reliving experiences from the past. I had the money in the bank at the time to pay for the thing. So I turned that into, I've got the money right now. I'm going to pay for it with this debit card. I'm trusting you, God, that you're going to take care of the future going forward. This point of contact, God's wrath, the ultimate point of contact. At the fullness of time, the cup of God's wrath is poured onto the body of Jesus. The cross was the turning point. It was the ultimate point of contact. God released everything onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed. He was destroyed by God. God sent us his one and only son. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself to, to death on that cross. And God released the cup of his wrath on his body. His body was broken. He said to do this in remembrance of him. So we're going to bring his sacrifice right now into this present moment. He was crushed by God, but then he's raised back to life. And that same victorious power that raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places raises us up with him as well. That same power lives on the inside of us, seats us in heavenly places with Christ as well. Just a point in time of receiving that through this bread right now, releasing our faith into this bread. That he is the resurrection and the life. He died for our sins. He makes peace with God for us. Makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. For he's the king. He's the Lord. He's the boss. He's the one in charge. His blood makes atonement for us, cleanses us. Gives us this new covenant with God, this personal relationship with him that God is working for us. Releasing our faith into that now as we take this juice. We've been cleansed. Got this covenant relationship with God. He's working for our good. Helping us to remember that today. Bringing that memory into this present moment today. So, Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. 
you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right. So physical exercise. Every set, every workout that you do can be a point of contact. How do you do it? You show up for your workout, trusting that God's there. The days when you don't feel like you have it, the days when you don't feel like doing it, you show up trusting that he's there to help you, that he's there to do the work through you. Then as you start on your exercise, you get more present. You do it one rep at a time, trusting that the grace is there for that one rep. And you release your faith into that exercise one rep at a time. You start doing this consistently. It's going to create a turning point in your body. It's going to change the trajectory of your health going forward. But I hope that's been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.